0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, manly, comfortable black leather poppet chair in my living room and I'm shrinking. I can't feel it, but I know for sure that I am shrinking. Isn't that what the Wicked Witch of the West said in The Wizard of Oz? I'm shrinking, she said. (laughs) It's probably because my age index is pretty high, but my maturity level hasn't quite kept up with it. But I often wonder if I'm shrinking is what psychologists might say when the phone rings while they're working. When they answer the phone, they say, I can't talk to you now, I'm shrinking. (laughs) Can you imagine... Listening to a shrink, dealing with a manic depressive patient. Cheer up, calm down. Cheer up, calm down. (laughs) That'll wear anybody down. Maybe that's why they call psychiatrists shrinks. They're all worn down, I don't know. Would you say that a patient who gives a shrink a hard time might be called shrink-resistant? I have some shirts that claim to be shrink-resistant. And that always confuses me. I mean, if a shirt... Is shrink resistant. Does that mean it's not shrink proof, but it really tries hard not to shrink? (laughs) Obviously, it's bad enough to have a shirt that can't help shrinking, but now I have to contend with the fact that I am shrinking and I can't help it, and I don't want to. The irony here is that I was a rather successful competitive swimmer, and I was an ocean lifeguard at Coney Island in Brooklyn. I spent a lot of time in the water and I never had any problems with shrinking before this. And speaking of irony, maybe we should consider the question of whether irony is the opposite of wrinkly. Because besides shrinking, I seem to be getting wrinkling too. Is there a connection, I wonder? Here's what's going on. I had an appointment with Dr. Boyd today, just a regular checkup. I've been seeing Dr. Boyd regularly for quite a while. And before I saw the doctor, he has his new nurse who had me take off my shoes and stand on the scale because she wanted to check both my weight and my height. So I stood up as tall and straight as I could. She's very pretty. And I remember my mother, who used to say, "'Stand up straight, Dickie!' It shows respect. Respect yourself, and other people will respect you. So she used to say. My dad's name was Dick also, so I was Dicky. Anyway, it turns out that no matter how straight I stood today, there are two inches less of me than there was back when I was a hunk. Wasn't it just yesterday I was a hunk? Oh, and it is especially embarrassing for a guy when a woman as pretty as that nurse measures you and tells you that you are two inches shorter than you have been claiming to be for years. <laughs> I like Dr. Boyd. I've been seeing him for quite a while. And I like him even though he keeps insisting that I should have a colonoscopy. He says that and I always tell him I'm not sitting still for that. Then he gives me a chuckle that sounds a little bit like Clint Eastwood choking on a potato chip. And he always gives me that lecture about polyps and other very disgusting things. But he's a good guy, and when he gets finished making me sick, telling me about the stuff they find when they poke around inside your bowels, we always tell each other a couple of jokes. He tells me some doctor jokes, and I tell him some pilot jokes. Uh, He said, a patient came in the other day with a cucumber stuck in his right ear, a carrot stuck in his left ear, and a banana up his nose. I bit Because that's part of the thing, you know, you got to say, well, what did you tell him? And he said, I told him he wasn't eating right. (laughs) It's Dr. Humor. And I told him uh, a joke I heard from a flight instructor. Actually, it's not really much of a joke, I guess. Flight instructor said, any landing you can walk away from is a good landing. If you can use the plane again, it's a great landing. (laughs) We both had a good laugh. And then he said, go stand up against the wall. And he made a pencil mark on the wall at the top of my head. And he said, go get a colonoscopy, or the next time you come in, I'll show you how much you've shrunk since this time. I hate shrinking. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear. So you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that at any given time, 15% of your hair follicles are essentially sleeping. And lots of the guys I know aren't ever going to be able to wake theirs up. When a cat grooms itself, it cleans its mouth and face first, then its front legs, then its midsection, and they usually clean their hind section and tail last, which is basically what I do when I take a shower too, how about you? Bonobo chimpanzees French kiss. Not me, they don't. Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. am shrinking why why are we designed like this look at this why did God put something as drippy and disgusting as your nose over your mouth why didn't he put our ears under our arms think about it that would keep them warm in the winter and you could get some exercise because every time somebody said something you have to lift your elbow and say huh what do you say <laughs> and Why does hair stop growing on guys' heads and start growing in silly places like their ears? What is this? And while I'm complaining about how God set things up on this planet for us, how come everything on the planet has to eat the other stuff on the planet to survive? What is that? I mean, that leads to stuff like life is sacred, but only human life. Look at that cute little lamb. Pow! Lamb chops anyone? Hey, we gotta eat. How come... Having sex isn't illegal, but showing pictures of it is. I think no wonder we're called Homo sapiens. With the emphasis on the sapiens. I mean that that kind of thinking is not something that you would expect from Homo smartiens. Uh, You know we talk to each other as if we're all sapiens. Drive safely. What does that mean? Be careful. Have a nice day. Have safe sex. It's stupid. It doesn't mean anything back in brooklyn when i was a teenager safe sex meant either seeing to it that your car had a padded dashboard or her parents wouldn't be home until midnight now come on if we were homo smartians instead of homo sapiens i think we'd admit that there is no such thing as safe sex because nothing that powerful is safe and part of its power comes from the fact that it's not safe it's exciting and dangerous it's like love you fall in love And you are taking a risk of getting hurt big time. Or worse yet, hurting the last person you want to hurt. Love's not safe either. Nothing that's powerful is safe. Think about it. So how come we love love, keep falling in love? How come we love other things that aren't safe? I mean, how come some of us love riding roller coasters or flying a small airplane or or falling in love with someone that we aren't supposed to love? There's a story about that in the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. It's called You Shine. You shine. Not like diamonds or new cars or bald heads or brass buttons. You've got a special shine like a spark from a fireworks display drifting in a dark sky, shining with its own special color. You're not some mistake. You're a child of the creation explosion. You shine like no one else. No one but you loves or dreams in your private colors. There is no other passion like yours. You were born because two people's passions ignited their love and their dreams. Love and dreams are the fuels that your life must burn to keep you shining. Don't ever let them run dry. You shine so you can see where you've been, where you are, and to help you look where you're going so you won't go stumbling around, knocking over people and tripping over hopes. Your life shouldn't just happen to you while you grope around for something better. You shine to show people where you are when they need you. But before you can help others, you have to learn to help yourself. You can't rescue a drowning child until you've taken the time, the patience, and the loving understanding with yourself to learn to swim. You have a right to help yourself first. You have a right to win and be right. You also have a right to lose and be wrong. You have a right to be a sun warming and powering all the planets. You also have a right to be a nightlight, comforting a child in the dark. And lovers need candlelight for dreaming. But when you look for truth to tell lovers or children or nations, look past words and smiles, pictures and numbers, because they often lie. Look for truth in a man's eyes and don't forget to speak your own special truth no one else sees the line between truth and lies with your special light so if you don't speak your own truth it will never be heard but when you look for beauty to show lovers or children or nations look past wrinkles and gray hairs muscles and blemishes because they often lie look for beauty in a woman's eyes And remember that no one sees the line between love and convenience with your special light. So if you don't speak your own love, some of us will go unloved. And of all the art of man's heart and fingers, there is no masterwork to match the shine that loving makes on the face of another human being. We need your shine and your own special color because wasted city slums and polluted oceans, broken glass, broken lives, shouldn't be everywhere we look. We have a right to see God's rainbows, too. We need your shine in your own special color to complete a rainbow, because your color is different from all the rest. Gather all of mankind's colors into your heart, mother and father, sister and son, friend and enemy, philosopher and fool, but shade them enough for your own personal color to shine through. Catch all of mankind's sounds in your ears, songs and gunfire laughter and tears, oceans and machines, whispers and commands, but quiet them enough to hear your own mind's gentle voice. Then shine warm in winter like the sea holding the summer in her waves. Shine wild like a desert snake protecting its water. Shine lovingly like a new husband taking his bride. Shine anxiously like the blue, brown, and green flashes of eyes at a bus stop. Shine when you're tired and alone. Let someone find you. And watch for someone else's shine. Remember always, you're not some mistake. You're an important part of the creation celebration, rocketed into this place, into this time, to shine. hard to keep shining when things are kicking you in the head you know like uh, some pretty girl measures you and, and tells you that you're 2 inches shorter than you've been telling people or you lose your job or you lose your love it's really hard to remember that you shine you know it's dangerous to shine when you shine it makes it easier for the bad guys to find you and it makes the puffed up powers for good in the community a little uneasy once in a while. Shining is powerful stuff. It's like sex. It's like love. It's not safe. Nothing that powerful is safe. I suppose that's why way too many people I know turn off their shine and they and they spend their lives just hiding in the shadows. You Shine is from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to dicksummer.com, download it from the Bedtime Stories icon on the home page. So, I'm shrinking. I guess most Louie Louie generation folks are shrinking. Maybe you too. Some of us thinks that makes us somehow smaller and and less significant and I I guess it can, but if you let it, but personally i'm not going to take shrinking lying down and you don't have to either i'm I'm doing something about it you know what i'm doing i'm taking mom's advice from all of those years ago so i'm two inches shorter than i used to be and that pretty nurse told me all about it when she measured me but i am making up for it by standing up as straight as i can it's amazing try it. Just standing up as straight as you can. Pull your shoulders back. Reach for the sky with the back of your head. I gotta tell you, it makes you feel like you have just plugged your shine into a million-volt socket. Makes you respect yourself again, I suppose. Thanks, Mom. You are right again. <sighs> Good night.